0: Hey, everybody, we are live and it is Thursday night with your boy to beep in the building. How is everybody doing? Welcome to Implosion. For those that don't know, Implosion is more or less talking about the power within, not an Implosion, but an Implosion. We want to know what made you do this decision or that decision or make you excel? What was the power within that made you reach to the successes that you have? listen tonight another one that is an amazing amazing artist um I'm gonna just give you a little bit because I literally kid you not we have rows and rows and rows of his bio (laughs) it's about a couple of pages short of what is it war in arms I forgot the name of that book like 800 pages but I'm I'm kidding I'm kidding um in short my guy, let's see here, He's he's been with Hank Williams Jr. from 05 to 2019. Leonard Skinner, uh, Driving and Crying, even did uh, some music with Steven Tyler, which you guys will see, Matchbox 20, Soul Asylum, Iggy Pop. I mean, we're dealing with what you call a seasoned artist, one that used his talents, and as he told us, he's never said no when it came to performing and so on but um i would rather him express some of these amazing things that he's done because he'll give us even better insight so ladies and gentlemen i'm introducing to you mr joey huffman hey how are you doing babe i'm doing good joey how are
1: you i'm fine i'm a little rattled traffic (laughs) was bad so but i
0: made it traffic can do that to you my friend first and foremost thank you so much for your time we appreciate you you. coming out with us look
2: Thank um sings out
0: says i'm here for joey he's a rock star <laughs> all accidental right accidental
1: rock star That's, <laughs> That's my, my book is uh east of the sun memoirs of an accidental rock star
0: hmm. great title and we yeah. will talk more about your book most definitely yeah. so joey do us a favor for those that don't know you tell everyone who is joey huffman um
1: i'm a guy that grew up in eastern kentucky and knew at an early age that i had to get out of there if i wanted to like do music i knew at six that i wanted to do music as a mm-hmm. as as a, a job and and uh i left when i was 16 and went on the road with this band wild cherry that did play that funky music quite boy i was off 16 and out on the road with them and wow. and uh, i i've not looked back from there Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got out and, uh, I've, I've had an incredible career mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like, um, uh, you know, I've, I've done so well and, 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 uh, uh, I've got a studio called Soapbox, uh, studios here in Atlanta, of okay. Springs, and, um, uh, i feel like i've had such a great career it's time to give back a little bit like maybe take some people under my wings and produce some you know give back um um, and i'm also playing i play live and play with various bands and i'm in the studio i do sessions i do sessions files that are sent to me i do sessions in the studio i do sessions at home I'm, you know keep pretty busy doing that
0: okay so Joey let me ask you what is your instrument of choice
1: oh I'm a piano and organ player mm. piano and B3
0: okay but That's, you're not limited to just piano
1: no no I, I, I've i got all kinds of synthesizers and modular synthesizers and, and I got a mini Moog I bought one in 1979 and I bought <laughs> my Hammond B3 in 1979 and I still have I still and- have them I never, I didn't sell them when
0: when they
1: became uncool, but they came (laughs) cool again and they're worth more than I paid for them now.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So it's, it's, it's so refreshing to me to see artists that really care about the community where you just said yourself, you wanted to give back to the community. Tell me why, why does that Means so much to you to give back to the community because the
1: community gave so much to me Mm -hmm. and uh although i never missed a a a a benefit or whatever Mm -hmm. i had a tumor in 2014 or that was operating in 2014 in 2013 it was i was diagnosed and i didn't have health insurance
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: and uh i was lucky to find tatum all set at uh uh Musicians Health Alliance, and she got she talked to the doctors and 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 neurosurgeons and talked to the hospital and and got me insurance, got me all, and I was able to have brain surgery in 2014, um, okay. and I was on the road in a month. I I, I, mm-hmm. I um, wow, you know, and so I, I like to give back, and they gave me such a good benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was arranged by my friend, Valerie King, who's, who's a writer and, mm-hmm. uh, my daughter, and we made a lot of money. A lot of artists came out and supported me that night and mm-hmm. it's changed the way I think about
2: <laughs> my life
1: and, and, and how I treat other people and, and, and just, uh, all around.
0: Man, uh, Miss Aviva, Sings out, says, don't look into Jory's glasses. It will take you somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Aviva. I work jo- with Aviva. She's, she's gotcha. a wonderful talent. She's a great singer and a great songwriter.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Having, having your own tribe backing you up. I love it. I love it. So let me see here. I did not bring up my questions. Give me two seconds, Joey. All right. Let me ask you this. How's your approach to music, and your instrument evolved over the past? What would you say about two decades or so? Uh, yeah, three maybe. Really? Okay. Yeah, I oh. left
1: almost sixteen. I'm like sixty-one now. So. Okay.
0: So, so, how has your approach to music and your instrument evolved over the past, let's say, three decades? And what pivotal moments influenced these changes? Um,
1: I'm, I'm. Uh, influenced by ian McLagan, by the faces and and uh um oh uh i can't remember his name uh keyboard player for the rolling stones uh um mick um oh how can i forget him but he played on everything he played a piano on everything and and uh i was influenced by them and okay. uh, you know um in the '80s, I was into synthesizers and sequencing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, I kind of we kind of had a record deal. We were signed by Clive Davis, this band called Witness, in 1986, and we made a record. And uh, a lot of people played on it: uh, Neil Sean and and uh, from Journey and Brad mm-hmm. Gillis from Night Ranger. And we didn't have a guitar player, so they all played on it and. You know, Clive promised us we were going to be stars. And then, uh, you know, the thing comes out and it stiffs. And I, I'm going, well, you know, that's it. That, that's the fruit of my fruition. Uh, 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 you know, what I do now. And I just picked myself back up and started playing with bands. And it's funny that the bands I started playing with only, I was only playing piano and organ. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just happened to seem to grow that way. Every gig I went to, I was playing piano and organ, and I really didn't change my style. The style changed around me. Uh, even mm-hmm. with Hank, I was playing honky-tonk, uh, you know, uh, Nicky Hopkins, as I guy said. Uh, uh, I was playing Nicky Hopkins' lips, licks with Hank, you know? I just change it up a little bit, and it's me. Um, so the, the, the artist changed around me and I didn't I've learned things by watching other artists and I, I and hearing other artists. I've never stopped learning and uh, you know I'm a better person and I can learn I can learn from anybody, you know, from the beginner to to Chuck Lavelle. I I, mm-hmm. I you know I just soak it in and grateful mm-hmm. that I can do that and um you know, just throughout the thirty years I've picked up this and that and, and and absorbed it into my my playing ability or my playing style and and so it's only gotten deeper. And right. uh, I learned to be uh, I learned to be uh, dynamic uh-huh. about halfway through it. I was to, I was beating the crap out of the piano and and <laughs> and, and, and you know realizing that You know, I couldn't get a solo heard if I was banging the piano the whole time. And so I learned to play with Dynamics about 15 years ago or so.
0: Okay. So with you having 30 years of touring, playing for other bands and so on, I know this question is gonna be big for all those who love a good story. So can you share a specific performance or a recording experience that had a profound impact on your musical journey and why does it stand out? I, um, in
1: 1994, I had the chance to record with Mick Jagger and um, it was just, he was in town and he asked his guy to set up, you know, he wanted to play with a real band. He didn't want to use drum machines or anything and he wanted to demo his songs. So my friend, Billy Pitts, who played drums came in, and I came in and played piano and organ. And uh, Pierre, Mick's guy played bass and Mick came in with the guitar, a couple of guitars. And uh, we uh, set up a semicircle with Mick in the, at the center. Mm-hmm. He would show us a song and we'd learn them and we'd put them down. We put down 25 songs in three days, uh, wow. just to adapt. Um, uh, but we, it was Mick Jagger, you know, one of my, uh, my favorite bands. And, you know, it was hard to like, keep my, keep my thoughts together. But, uh, um, uh, something happened that moved me that, uh, you know, all the hits that Mick Jagger had had mm-hmm. and he's writing these and there was something in his eyes when he's playing us these songs that he needed for us to like them. He mm. he was, wanted us to like them. You know, he, he, he's written so many hits and he still has that cr- crack in his armor or that, mm. that, that, you know, needed to be validated. Mm. And even as, as, a uh, as big as he is. And that, right. did, that moved me. And that helped me with my own songwriting too. It's not to be as critical on myself. Mm. uh, uh, But that was one of a a pivotal point in my career that...
0: uh, Okay, I'm sorry, finish your point.
1: uh, That, that, you know, playing with Mick. I also worked with Keith as a -hmm. a keyboard tech for Ivan Neville and watching Mm -hmm. him every night made me play a lot different. He was the one who I got uh, the idea of when not to play, and and uh, dynamics. And I I did two different tours where I where a backline tech for him, and he's a really talented guy, and I'm glad I got to do it.
0: Amazing. How how is how is having the opportunity to play with Mick Jagger? I mean that's. That's probably huge on your checklist, would you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Stones are one of my favorite bands, and the Faces, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, to meet Mick, you know, I, w- I've been working in the Keith camp, so I've heard horror stories, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. And I'm a big fan, and he comes in, and he was an English gentleman, and he, he was really, really nice, and and really soft spoken, and 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 and. C- conveyed his ideas really great and uh you know I had those moments where I'd look over there and go that's Mick Jagger <laughs> oh. so
0: you had a moment to stargaze for a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I and I unless they would stop that and concentrate on what you're doing but
0: <laughs> I love it so listen we got a question from soul res music he asked at what moment did it finally click in your mind that yes I'm in the music industry
1: hmm. You know, I don't think that ever clicked really. Really? That's why I say accidental rock star because I was there and I wanted to be there, but Mm -hmm. things just kept happening. And, uh, you know, uh, playing at the concert for the rock and roll hall of fame with Lou Reed and Iggy pop that, that, that was the cool. We were playing in front of 80,000 people at, at uh, Brown Stadium in, in Cleveland and and then it was going out live on HBO too so that was you know kind of a, a, a click you know of well I'm backing up these guys and you know all these famous people are here and you know <laughs> I'm one of them
0: you know that's, that's amazing Wow that's amazing He has a rabbit in his hat Aviva <laughs> said awesome. So let me ask you, uh, well, I want to show one of the videos that you suggested that I play. And the first one is going to be the Soul Asylum Live Runaway Train. That's live
1: on French TV.
0: On French TV. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go ahead and play this and we will be right back after this. amazing that was great so joey do me a favor could you uh give us a breakdown of who soul asylum was and give a shout uh, out
1: dave perner is the songwriter main songwriter and singer he's mm-hmm. still out doing it as nice. soul asylum. but he the the guitar player danny uh murphy he he quit a few years to sell antiques but he's a really talented guitar player and and also a songwriter Mm-hmm. And Carl Mueller, the bass player, he died, um, unfortunately, about 10 years ago of throat cancer. Mm. So um, I don't know the new guys Dave has playing with him. But uh, And then Sterling Campbell was, after Soul Asylum was playing with David Bowie, and then David Bowie passed away. And I haven't talked to Sterling to find out what he's been doing. But uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the drummer in that video w- was let... Replaced by Sterling in nineteen, when we did the lecture "Dim Light Shine" record. Of, uh, his name is Grant Young, and he was he was a he's a firecracker. He was <laughs> he was always always the life of the party. Mm-hmm. But awesome. uh, I, I least... keep in touch with Dave on the phone uh, <laughs> about once a month, and you know he when when I had that tumor, he did a. They did a benefit in my hometown of pikeville kentucky and he came and played it he just for his flame ticket in and uh, he came and played it and you know just solo and in front of the crowd and he's just a very nice guy very down to
0: earth (laughs) that is awesome so let me ask you uh looking back are there any moments of doubt or challenges that you faced in your musical journey and how did you overcome them
1: well i had I battled with drugs pretty mm-hmm. much um all, all my career until uh, and, and they didn't affect the way i played uh, so i got away with it but in 2004 i was unemployed and and uh doing a bunch of drugs with the Mm. girl that I was living with and realized I hadn't done anything but mix a record that never came out that year and I had a moment of clarity and you know, sat up on the couch and said, I I gotta quit so I quit cold turkey in 2004 Mm -hmm. and um, don't do drugs anymore. I mean I I, I laid down and slept for about five days and then woke up and I, I wasn't addicted to anything. I wasn't you know, uh, they they say like one out of 10 meth users gets free from it. And I guess I'm one of the One of of the, not one of the nines because, but I'm bipolar too. So I I was self-medicating kind of, I learned later after I got diagnosed with, with, uh, uh, bipolar disease. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know and then i like to have a little drink before i play but not a lot and and uh but i just take my medication for the bipolar disorder and and uh that's all i do even though at my age and and it's still around yeah. you know sometimes it's you know i have to get out of the room or get out of the
0: the party Mm-hmm. So you would say there is always something that you always have to fight to keep going forward. Yeah, That's not right. And the
1: music business is a hard, stark business. Yeah. And it's always a, you know, you have to think for people sometimes and make them offers and, and, and call people every day and let them know you're still alive or they'll forget about you or well. Yeah. Um, think po- poorly of you. Like, you know, some people still think badly of me to this day because of my drug use back in the nineties. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's several friends I've lost and, and I, I feel bad about it, but, you know, mm-hmm. I did what I could. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I'm happy now.
0: Yeah i um have a family member that i'm real close to that battles were bipolar and it is an ugly disease because people label you yeah and yeah. Uh, i i'm sure you heard that c word more than you cared to yeah yeah and, and i know that she did and she lost many people and she's gained some really quality people too so let's just say that was the trimming of the fat so that you have uh- some right around you
1: well i really wouldn't change anything i did because it's kind of what made me who i am mm-hmm. and i'm happy now you know the work started coming in again like after, mm-hmm. after covid mm-hmm. and, uh, you know i'm just happy to be able to do what i do and 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 get paid for it and
0: have a yeah, so so if i may be so bold to ask um like blast which is our company we actually created it during the covid time What were you able to keep yourself busy with during covid
1: i am um, I, I locked myself up i i uh, only went to kroger to get groceries and i didn't get out and go anywhere else
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and uh i did do some sessions where people sent me files and i did a few sessions but uh you know, it, it hit hard here in Atlanta. It hit hard everywhere, and and it's it was scary. And I, uh, it, it, was it was one time scary. in my life that I was unsure what was going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. I you agree.
1: Know, not knowing is scarier than <laughs> facing facing you know the demon mm-hmm. head on.
0: Yes, sir. We uh, created blasts so that the love of music and the interaction with people wouldn't stop. And fortunately we were able to go back outside again, but during we did not know if this was the new norm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it could, could be, you know, uh, Yes, sir. Uh, it was scary time and you did a really good job. Thank you. you. Know, opening up this platform and, and, and keeping busy and, you know, letting people talk to each other and communicate. Mm-hmm. Something I did was that uh, people were going on live on the, on internet, the internet, like Facebook, and they were going mm-hmm. live. And I, I would search through and listen to people playing live mm-hmm. and look for artists to work with. I met Aviva that way. And, uh, uh, you know, I sent out, uh, text messages and emails to people I I liked and, and I got to work with some really cool people because of it. But, uh, um, you know, and sometimes I'd play along with the play piano along with somebody who I was digging, you know, they couldn't hear it, but it was for me, you know, and I, I, you know, helped me get, get by.
0: Yeah, indeed. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take our half point time early and what we do is blast was built to help independent artists gain exposure and we're going to highlight one of our artists her name is kelsey montanez and i think you'll like the song joey this is one of BLAST's favorite the name of the song is called let me love you and this is by kelsey montanez
1: okay Oh She's this great is
0: a, that is <laughs> i lovingly call her my pat benatar 2.0 that is kelsey montanez with let me love you and it if sounded,
1: you, it sounded good. like like it was recorded at muscle shoals or something it was like that kind of vibe she's you know?
0: um she's based in chicago so okay she's got a she's got a real bluesy flavor for sure she's amazing But uh, let me finish this spiel real quick. Um, If you're an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even an up-and-coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. Now listen, Blast needs the fans. So if you love great music, just like that song you heard from Kelsey Martinez, you can go to... (laughs) Yes, Miss Lena, that's your song. (laughs) We can go to Music. 247.com and register as a fan and have access to hundreds and hundreds of great independent music blasts that's changing the industry one artist at a time awesome Friday! Right, right. thank you thank you so much and before i go too much further i wanted to also bring everyone's attention to the cd that is called broken treasures you hold the key this is a product from the voices against trafficking where the pre-order is available. Now you can go to shop and take a look at the various ordering options that they have for the pre-order. And um, let's take advantage of it because the funds will be used to help educate and to help prevent trafficking, as well as help those who have been trafficked and help bring them back into society. So that is a good cause. All yeah, righty. So I have a question here for you, Joey. Is there any genre of music that has an effect on you more than anything else? Um,
1: I've been really into Americana lately.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's a broad spectrum of music. I mean, it's everything from Soul Asylum to Johnny Cash, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is considered Americana. Uh, one of um. A couple of uh, of uh, Taylor Swift's records a couple or three years ago. I forget the name of it, but it came out. And it was like really Americana, and I really liked it a lot. I listened to it about every day for a while, and, and it mm-hmm. was really good. Of course, good old, you know, uh, soulful rock, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love to be able to play the blues, the bluesy mm-hmm. licks on pop tunes. You know and get away with it but, See, uh, uh,
0: i could i could see so many people wanting to talk to you joy because you just have such an amazing uh openness to the range of all type of genres and that's that's what's needed now i felt back in the days a lot of music got put in a box yeah but now we have everyone is dibbing and dabbing in different genres and making great compilation albums so,
1: yeah there's great music coming out and yes, sir. you know at a time when artists really don't get paid for their work like they used to mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know they're doing it just for the love of music i mean they want to get paid but right the love of music keeps them going forward mm-hmm. you know uh, yes. spotify said it wasn't going to unless you got a thousand plays it wasn't going to pay you any royalties uh, that's I mean, crazy <laughs> that's that's just wrong spotify and live nation they're all like uh, uh they're, they're they need to be broken up like live nation owns a uh, record company that owns venues it owns merchandise company it mm-hmm. owns management company hank's mm-hmm. manager i found out sold his company to uh uh live nation and just mm-hmm. stayed on to run the thing you know and so if they're a monopoly they they own everything so they own mm-hmm. venues. They say, "Well, you play our mm-hmm. venue for this price, and we'll pay your single." You know, they use it to wedge and wedge against you, and and beat you down with it. It's, that's great. something needs to happen, like it did with the the AT and T. You know, when they broke it up into smaller companies, the same thing, same thing happens. Needs to happen with Live Nation. I think that's just my opinion, but. Mm
0: hey i i I don't argue on that part (laughs) so as a seasoned musician do you find it challenging to balance personal life with the demands of a music career well
1: i guess it ruined a marriage of mine Mm. and and, uh she's we're we're friends now she's still friends but you know i was gone for like 10 months out of the year probably all of 1990 so we just grew apart and you know it's uh i should have brought her out more on the road but you know i didn't i made mistakes but uh um i tend to find myself in long distance relationships Mm -hmm. and and uh the ones that work are are good and and you can see each other regularly and you talk on the phone and and uh, um um I, you know, I I have I have a girlfriend online right now, and and she's coming to see me on the 18th, and that'll be that'll be nice. To, no doubt. to hang out and you know.
0: <laughs> no doubt. So we have a questionnaire from the artist known as Lena J. The question for Joey: uh, What would your dream jam session look like? And top three bands you would love to rock out with, sir.
1: <laughs> My dream session, uh, um, dream jam session, yeah, have to be like, um, on drums, probably Charlie Drayton or Steve Jordan, and and uh, on guitar, Keith Richards, and mm. um, um i love cheap trick maybe if you know some of those guys would like to play and 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 i love uh i love you know the old uh new york dolls and stuff like that and and brian uh, uh, todd rungan produced that record and so i don't know i'll be all over the place on that it's hard to like just pick one at Mm -hmm. each position you know it depends on what we're doing but, just you know, I love Keith Richards' playing. Stones are probably my number one favorite band, and mm-hmm. uh, um, I like Steve Earle. Um, he's uh, he's consistent with the music he's been putting out, and it's it's Americana. It's a uh, it's uh, it's one of my top three, and and again, it's hard to pick top three. But uh, um. You know, I did some records with Soul Asylum that I think are really good. That, that um, you know, I, I really enjoyed my time with Soul Asylum, and and uh, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's fair to say someone you worked with or not, but uh, but yeah, and the faces. That Rod Stewart and Ron Wood were in, and Ian McLagan has played keyboards. Kenny Kenny Jones, who went on to play with the Who, played drums. Ron Wood ended up going to the Stones. Rod Stewart had his career, a stellar career, and they were they were I learned a lot from them.
0: Awesome sauce. What was that? A uh, question you had, D-Ray. Thank you. Uh, Blast Radio Two Four Seven is asking the question: Do you prefer studio work or to play live? Well,
1: I came off the road with Matchbox Twenty in nineteen ninety nine,
0: mm-hmm. and I started
1: a studio where I was partners with Jesse Dupree from Jackal, and uh, I went four years. I was just producing and recording, and I realized that. Playing live was something that I needed to put back in my life because it's a completely different energy. I mean, the creativity of a studio, I really like, and I really like seeing the end product and, and but there's a instant gratification that you get playing live for people, mm-hmm. you know, and, Sorry. and, and, and you get to play things that, uh, you know, and you can connect with the audience and, and, you know, get that. I love to travel too. So, <laughs> you know, uh, okay. uh, I, I like being on the road, uh, you get into, a you get into a vibe, of, uh, of you know, where they slip something, they slip a uh, paper piece of paper under your door at six, six AM at, at the hotel and you get it. And, and it says something that tells you what you're going to do all day. So you don't have to think. <laughs> you just meet the bus at noon sound check mm-hmm. at two uh catering uh meet and greet mm-hmm. stage, back to the hotel and then the bus to the next venue and then repeat wow you get kind of used to
0: that mm-hmm.
1: i can you understand
0: know. i can understand that so the question i have is how do you approach collaborations with other musicians and what qualities do you think are crucial for a successful music partnership?
1: When, um, when I make a record, when I produce a record, I make the artist record, not the Joey Huffman record. Mm. And, uh, so you have to listen to the artist and what they're saying. And, uh, um, you know, take it into a direction that they're comfortable with. I don't want them to do a record with me and then it be all about me and 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 then them not like it or then there's something or there's something about it they don't like. So mm-hmm. I, I, during pre-production, we, we arrange the songs and sometimes I'll collaborate, I'll write a bridge or I'll I'll finish, you know, some lyrics or, or you know, but always with the artist's uh, input. And, and, you know, I say in the studio, if I, I suggest something, I say, try it, at least try it one or two times and see how it sounds if the artist isn't going for it. And if, she, if they don't like it, you know, why, you know, just because I think it's better, maybe, you know, the artist gets to say more of their, you know, more of them comes out. So, that's my uh, thing on creating and writing with the artists. Uh, I'm I'm really good at collaborating, and uh, 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 better at collaborating than get, kicking my own ass to write music. But uh, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Okay.
0: Well, I know here at Blast we have many artists that would definitely love someone with your depth and width of music knowledge and um i know after after the show we would love to just pick your brain for a little bit but just amazing stuff um so what i'm going to do here we're going to show the clip of steven tyler and buddy guy is that correct? yeah blues
1: player buddy guy he he was who influenced the stones and eric clapton and jeff beck He, he he was he, there there's a story they tell that Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page and and uh, uh, Eric Clapton slept in a van outside of Chicago to see Buddy Guy play the next day or night. And uh, he was there and he was playing a Strat. And he says, I was playing a Strat because it was the easiest thing on my back and it's the lightest guitar I could get. but. The next day, Jimmy and 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 the guys went out and bought strats. And started <laughs> playing strats because because the buddy guy, doing it.
0: That's cool. So, are are you you're you're playing the keyboards for I'm them? I'm
1: playing as well. piano on this, yeah.
0: Alrighty, so They're, again,
1: it's Hank's band
0: backing them up. Okay, so this is Stephen Tyler, buddy guy, and of course Joey Huffman is playing keyboards. Go ahead, Ray.
2: Please welcome Steven Tyler and blues guitar legend, Buddy Guy.
1: Man. i think that's a lot of fun i <laughs> was a lot of fun had that night
0: Ooh, he was screaming tight ty- uh screaming stephen oh that was that seemed awesome did you get to uh work with him before? yeah
1: yeah I got, I got to talk to him that's the only time i've worked with him but mm-hmm. uh and talked to Buddy guy that was that was interesting and and uh he he actually came to our studio and and did a a, a 3d um uh image that we do at the studio we have like a a green room that's all round it's like a ball green and it has 40 cameras in it and uh you get the artist in there and, and whether it's just buddy guy who had a guitar and he was sitting he was talking and we recorded him for an hour and then if you put the goggles on you can see it in 3d you can walk behind him you can walk around him you can look over the neck of his guitar and see what he's playing you can do all this stuff and it's cutting edge stuff. We're working on something that would like display it like a hologram in a, a glass box or something. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been doing at the studio besides music is uh, uh, working out that, that 3D imaging. Okay, well,
0: I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your point. No,
1: no, I, So he just came, he was one of the first people to come and do that. <laughs>
0: so uh Lena go ahead I'll read that D-Ray she said love it dope ooh to half of Steven Tyler's energy dude looks like a late hashtag dude looks like a lady hashtag crying hashtag don't want to miss the thing
1: yeah I'm yeah. a real fan I'm a real fan of oh I agree ever Smith from the 70s you know from rocks is one of my favorite records and then the new stuff they're doing it's really
0: good really well done Good stuff. Listen, Joey, we would need another hour to even just understand some of the stuff that you've done. However, I want to definitely give you the opportunity to talk about your book, my friend. Yeah. East of the sun memoirs of an accidental rock star.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I started writing it on as chapters on, on, I, I would release to Facebook. Um, about five years ago mm-hmm. and uh uh it was just telling stories just um um that i that i remembered P- pretty much funny not a lot of not a lot of too serious but uh kind of uh, i would post them on facebook and i get a lot of likes and a lot of comments and Nice. and then this guy who ran a magazine called stomp and stammer in Atlanta Jeff Clark he mentioned it in in one of his his posts he says never mind everything else on Facebook check out the stuff Joey Huffman's writing and when my my publisher saw that she gave me a call and I signed a book deal about two weeks later and I had wow. to. I had to finish. I only had about a third to a half of it done, and I had to finish the rest of it. Um, you know, quicker than I was used to writing, but it all came out all right. It, it, mm-hmm. And um, uh, so now I can say I'm an author. I, you know, who knew? <laughs> you know, I quit school when I was 16, and, and now mm-hmm. I've got a book out. So it tells stories of. Uh, there's a lot of. There's a lot of drug-related, drinking-related, band fun, Mm -hmm. uh, and some stories from my childhood, and some just it it jumps around. But I didn't I did I I used everybody's real name and and I didn't hold back. And you know if you were there at the party, don't say you weren't doing acid. You know, (laughs) oh boy, (laughs) you know you were. (laughs) And this is the way I remember it. And you write your own book if you don't remember it this way.
0: There it is. Um, Real quick, I want to thank everyone in the audience for showing up tonight. If you are not uh, subscribed to The Blast Network, please take the moment. Subscribe to us. We're going to be having many awesome guests like Joey. And one thing I want to tell you, Joey, everyone is a guest once. But after that, you're a part of the family, my friends. We well, thank, thank you, you so much. I love, love being it. part of it. Um, uh, please stick around because we would love to talk to you about some things afterwards. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Let people know how they can find you, Joey. Um, well,
1: I'm on Facebook. I have a, a page that's uh, joey.huffman.keyboards, and I have a profile that's just Um uh, uh, profile joey.hubman profile and um, you can always hit me up on facebook You I, I i talk to everybody and i kind of i, I kind of am accessible i try to make myself accessible anyway to, to people it helps find jobs and it helps it helps the the wheel spin You know, you talk to everybody and be be nice to everybody and, you know, be kind and and gracious and and thankful
0: that Mm -hmm. they're there and I want to talk to you. Yes, indeed. Again, Joey, the honor is mine that you took the time to come hang out with me and share some of these great memories and stories. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And anytime, if you've got any new projects coming out and you would like us to Shine the light on it. We'll, we'll be that beacon of light. Okay. Everyone else, thank you for coming. And um, let's see. I believe we do have another guest next week, and then we'll be heading towards the holidays, and then we'll be back in 2024. Whew, time is wow, just. I can't it. Yes, indeed. So, again, thank you everyone for coming. We will see you next week. And remember, please be kind, celebrate the difference to make the difference. I'll see you. Peace.